This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. For 15 seasons, today's guest, Mike Camillari, was a scoring machine in the NHL, but little did anyone know he had a dark secret. Well, not dark exactly. It was pink, but I'm going to let him explain. Please welcome the co-founders of BioSteel, Mike Camillari and John Salenza. Mike, how are you? Yeah, well, I'm okay, thanks. I don't know if I was a scoring machine, but thank you for the, for the introduction. I'm well, thanks, Dan. Well, so let's get right into it. So you played in the NHL for 15 seasons. You did score, am I correct? I scored a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about this pink drink that we saw you drinking out of a Gatorade, but what, what was really going on there? Yeah, thanks for asking. It's a, it's a romantic story and near and dear to, to our hearts. So the origin story is really that kind of when I got into the NHL was 2002, and it was a time where strength, nutrition, strength training certainly wasn't where it was today. And I had some influences like my father in my life who kind of stirred, stirred me in that direction early on. So I I had the opportunity to work with some brilliant minds and strength and training and nutrition and was keen on business and, and grew up with a childhood best friend, John, who's on here. We met on a soccer field when I was seven years old and we kind of always talked about doing something. And, and then there was a common theme that John was in the locker rooms with me and in the training with me. And we would hear the kind of common theme, which was is that the, the, the sports drinks that were on the market and readily available were, you know, didn't have the greatest ingredients and, and sugar was going to be a problem and food coloring and dye and things like that. And I was also diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at 11 years old, so fairly sensitive to, or more sensitive maybe than, than someone else to inflammation and things you digest. And then into, as, we, as I kept going through my career, it just became harder and harder to find solutions that, that weren't going to be safe and drug tested and didn't have so many artificial ingredients and, and hydration was obviously the the main driver in that. So one summer John and I sat down and we said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna start a company that's gonna solve for some of these problems and and provide pro athletes and the general population with with a solution. And we set out to do so. So there's a bunch of fun romantic anecdotes to go with it that I'm sure we can fill you in on, but that's the the basic. Yeah. So well, I love that this idea came from so many great ideas come from, I really want this thing and it doesn't exist. So I'm going to create it. When you guys sat down to go on that path, did you ever have doubts? Like, wait a minute, how are we going to invent a sports drink? Like, how did that, how'd you get from idea to like, okay, this is a real thing that we're really doing? Oh, it's, it's, it's actually the pretty astute of you to say that that's how a lot of these ideas start is something that I, I really wanted it for myself. And so I remember coming to John one day and putting five tubs on the table and saying, Hey, John, like, can we put these five things that I'm mixing together in one bottle? And then that would be a lot easier for me. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> we went down the product formulation room with a few different people for about a year to 
first thing we needed was this product that we we thought would be would would would, would be a solution for us. And eventually, we landed on on the product. I don't know, John, if you want to jump in at any of this at any of this point. You keep going. So, so yeah. So eventually, what happened was I started training with a guy in Toronto by the name of Matt Nickel in the off season, and Matt had similar problems with his athletes, <laughs> the Olympians that he had faced. And so he had kind of been working on different ideas and, and, and drink ideas. And I started drinking a drink that he had made, which at the time was in a powder form. And it was this opaque powder form. And I found that it was a, a great formula and, and, and something that we were looking for. So John and I brought Matt in as a partner in the company and, and we had our original kind of formulations. And then I remember John showing up to training camp in Montreal that year. And this opaque powder that we were going to start as a hydration solution that you would mix with water was pink <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, so that's that was that was so john he's getting i think john's getting the original tub that he had made so john shows up to my my apartment in montreal uh, for training camp with this tub right here uh, and he looks at me and he said mike so it's pink and i said what happened he said well the manufacturer said that if it had a color people would drink more of it so we're gonna we're gonna market a pink sports drink, and I was like, "Cool, sounds like fun. Let's do it." So, yeah. and at the time, I remember one of the big inspirations for us was uh, I'm a you know we're both avid golfers, John and I, and so TaylorMade had come up with a white driver. I don't know if you remember this, and then Cobra did, and there was some other copycats, but they had owned the color white, so that when you were watching on TV. It didn't matter what brand now was making a white driver. You just assumed it was a tailor-made driver. So we quickly, and then we, you know, we quickly decided, all right, so we're going to start with one flavor, one skew. What does bile taste like? Tastes like bile steel. What does it look like? Looks like bile steel. And we're going to own pink kind of. And mm. so John started filtering it through our contacts in pro sports. And we stood by some, some interesting principles early on. You know, we had clients who were some of the world's biggest athletes and they all paid for bile. Steel. So we didn't give it away for free because it was a quality product. And you were going to go make millions of dollars doing what you do. And we were going to give you a hydration solution that we thought would help you do so. So you were going to pay for it. And John can tell some really cool stories. I don't know what we can disclose or not, but many of the biggest athletes names in the world, you know, buying BioSteel with, with their credit card. And then, so it kind of filtered through pro sports pretty quickly, kind of took off within the, the underbelly of pro sports and with, uh, with a lot of the subject matter experts or the strength coaches, and they were really enjoying the product. And, and it, it, it was something they could really trust both the pro athlete and the, and the subject matter expert. So let me ask yeah. you, well, let me ask you a question. So you are a, you're a pro athlete, you're playing, this solution is designed to help you play better. So the guys on the other bench, do you have any reservations about helping them to play better? It's a really good question. And so we were strategically coy about my involvement until I retired for that. So that was one of the reasons why I didn't want people knowing my involvement. So originally I was in part of the marketing campaign. And, and so I was playing in an A, a market in Montreal at the time. And so I had enough cachet to be part of the marketing camp, our original marketing. And so we just, I would just tell people that I endorsed it. And these were buddies of mine. And I was involved from the beginning, kind of endorsing it. And right. of that nature. so that was the, that was what we went with. So you go from player who's uh, sneaking these drinks onto your bench and a couple of other teams' benches, but you guys just made a huge deal with the NHL. So talk us through that. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot that happened between then. I mean, if I go back, there was a point where Montreal Canadiens and I know other teams are doing it because we had 
John, I, I don't know what was it all, but one or two teams purchasing BioSteel back at the time. We had over ninety percent of the teams that were purchasing the product at the time that were pouring it in the um, the Gatorade bottles. So our marketing tactics have 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 uh, varied over the years. Now that we're the official sponsor of the league, and we don't get cease and desist letters anymore from the NHL, but um, <laughs> there was you know all kinds of tubs and different things in dressing rooms where the BioSteel would be in the in in the Gatorade and the teams and the the league were you know helped put us on the map. Sometimes we were partially born in the in the world of hockey, or actually born in the world of hockey. So yeah, they were all uh, they were all doing what Mike was doing by the end of it. So the deal that you just referred to was uh, was definitely the right fit and continues to help us tell our story. Yeah, it kind of becomes that full circle moment for us where we were born that way. And yeah, there was a point when I was playing for the Montreal Canadiens where all the Gatorade balls were biosteel. Trainers would literally pour out the Gatorade. I, and- I still have those pictures. They're <laughs> and so, so yeah, it's a full circle moment. And and, and for me, a, a moment where I'm, I'm proud of everybody that's worked so hard and John in particular to get us here. Because- yeah, that, you can see that on the screen, right? Like, so stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, be- yeah, that's great. And then people would post that on social media. And then that's where Drink the Pink came from. One night we had the tweet deck out and we were just trying to come up with a slogan for that. And we went for it and just put Drink the Pink out there in the universe. And then people started doing it themselves and taking screenshots of their TVs and writing Drink the Pink. And that's how um, that kind of came about on social media. That's so great. And it, it does explain a lot too, because as someone who has obviously drank Gatorade, like I think it's so sweet and disgusting. And uh, like you watch athletes drinking it and you're like how are they drinking this it's like it's so nasty so that explains a lot they weren't yeah yeah no that's uh one of the things also you touched on that emerges for me is that i was looking for the solution for something to drink and and the reasons why it had it had to do with also like a healthier lifestyle just a a better way of living and and we were kind of maybe ahead of the curve that way but now people are getting a lot more knowledgeable as far as health and wellness and, and how they want to live and and what we wanted to create was something that was more sustainable in your lifestyle because hydration is so important and, and everybody yeah. needs hydration and we're chronically dehydrated. So whether you're a pro athlete or you're anybody else, hydration will allow you to feel better. So what we created was something that wasn't stimulant-based, wasn't sugar-based, wasn't any of that. So you weren't going to get these like spikes. So you're not going to get this feeling of like caffeine or this down of like coming off of sugar high. Instead, you're going to just start feeling really good because you're hydrated and you're hydrated with high quality electrolytes and ingredients. So now you feel good. And then you kind of become somewhat addicted to feeling good, which is yeah. a good thing to have. So you, you kind of, you don't really, you're like, well, I, you know, I, I, I now people say to me, like, I just can't go without my bio steel. And it's not because they're getting these ups or downs. It's because they just, they all of a sudden got used to, instead of feeling here and here, they just got used to feeling good. And as a pro athlete, there was travel and late nights and practice and games and stresses and pressures. And then you throw in regular life and family and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was just a way to kind of make our lifestyle a little bit healthier and maybe a, a life that was more fulfilling. So that was also part of the ethos of this brand. And, and it matches with some of the things we do now as far as Tetra Pak and environmentally friendly and plant-based cap and things of that nature. So let me ask you, as a professional athlete, obviously uh, competitiveness is part of what propels you. So now that you're in the driver's seat of running this and growing this company, how does competitiveness uh, feed into that? Are you like, do you look at competitors the same way you looked at competitors on the ice? Yeah, I would say that we do. I, I think we have a culture here where we try and 
I guess not try organically the, the, the leadership at our company, our, our, our competitive styles and our leadership styles will, will seep through our culture. And one of the things John likes to say that I, I re- that really resonates for me is we're, we're going to be biosteel. So we, we don't, we like competition, but we don't have to concern ourselves with competition. We're going to, yeah. we're going to be aware of them and understand them, but we're going to do it our way. And that's, that's really resonant for me because when I look back at my career, you play on, on some good teams and some teams that didn't have as much success. And the teams that have a lot of success, generally, they're they're imposing their game plan, and they're 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 more concerned with how they play. And if, if we do our best work, we're not really worried about the results. And the teams that struggle don't have that level of security, and they they have a little more insecurity in their in their plan, which is like if they do this, we have to be reactive, and if they do this, we have to be reactive. And what are they going to do? And they they start concerning themselves a lot more with the competition. So, right. John, I quote John there. I quote our CCO Tucker Wright, who. Every time we think a competitor is coming out with something that, that could be a threat, he starts celebrating and he's like, great, bring him into the category, open up the category and we know we can win being us. So we look at competition that way. And I think for me personally, I probably had some more maturity and evolution as a person and how I, how I would look at competition, but yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's certainly a competitive market. Yeah, that's great. But, and I, and I have to compliment you guys. It's a great name, BioSteel. Like, was that out of the gate or did you have to, coming up with a great name that hasn't been taken already is no easy task. How'd you land on that? How'd we land on that one, John? We had a bunch of names we were messing around with. And then we went to see our lawyer at the time and he said, you guys need to some, come up with something really different, unique, like the like Gatorade, he said. I said, we said, okay, cause yeah, no problem. You know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> so um, Mike had us, consuming a protein at the time from um, the company name escapes me, but it was bio something. And um, I personally like steel. I used to work at an ad agency called Montana steel advertising and how they came up with their name was Joe Montana, Daniel Steele, the author, they put the two and two together. And Dwight Howard was doing the gun dunk contest at the time and the Superman, the whole man of steel thing. So um, we like steel. And and one day I was in the, the cupboard, um, having the protein that Mike preferred. And I called Mike up and I said, bio, like body health. Like, what do you think? Bio steel. And he's like, yeah, I like it. It's ours. It's unique. And then the um, S logo, that wasn't supposed to be an S. That's supposed, the inspiration for that was Usain Bolt kind of standing like this at the end of those legendary runs. Yeah. We'll sketch that out. It comes out as... <laughs> that's awesome that's very cool so for people who want to or are intrigued that want to try this what, what's the best way to for them to get their hands on some biosteel it depends where they live but biosteel.com in the u.s biosteel.ca in canada it's readily available at close to forty thousand retailers across the continent and internationally in uh, nine european countries as well that's great. And Mike, uh, final question. When you you guys sit down, you, you have this idea, you start drawing it up and, and things start to happen. Do you remember the first time you walked into a store and saw BioSteel on the shelf? Wow, that's a great question. Where would it have been, John? Pro Hockey Life? GNC? What would that's it a tough been? one for him because he sold in the first ever BioSteels too, right? So that's probably what he remembers. Yeah. I've well, had the I pro guess, hockey life meeting in Montreal. Yeah, uh, that was our first talent. It was pro hockey life, right? Well, we didn't do GNC because they wanted too much margin, so we went sporting goods. Yeah, and uh, it was sport check in that chain, the Frizzani chain. Yeah, and obviously you were in that meeting. I remember selling it in that that day. I don't I don't remember the first time seeing it. I mean, it all feels like a first time still for me. You know, now we have very robust distribution. 
and particularly here in Canada, gas and convenience. So it's pretty cool because we're taking meaningful market share here in Canada and specific here in Toronto, Ontario, where head offices. So I got three children and a wife and we'll be out somewhere and they'll be like, we're thirsty. And it's like, we just stop at a gas station and I walk in and, and we got six cues of biosteel in a biosteel fridge. And so it all still feels like the first time. Yeah, it's, that's, it's pretty cool. That's, 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 that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, these are yelling at me in the car. They're like, what flavors? I screwed up the other day. Like two of them wanted white freeze and one of them wanted rainbow. And I got three white. It's like, it's <laughs> so these are like, these are really fun moments. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Don't make me beg people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks. Thanks.